Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You gotta keep them separated. Number two here on the Friday show with me, Joe Beamer. Hope everyone's having a great start to their weekend. Almost time to clock out, hit the bar, or do whatever it is you do. Tonight, I will not be hitting the bar because tomorrow I have an 8K in South Buffalo. The Shamrock Run. Can't wait. Can't wait. But we were talking with Jane and Amherst. And Jane, I'm so sorry. We had to get to rush. So the floor is yours again. You were going to ask me something. Yes. Um, I was going to say that did you hear that I think it's in Washington State or uh, throughout the United States maybe that large companies, Amazon, Google, are all you know canceling non-essential travel. And uh, I, uh, the other matter is, like the Hippocratic Oath the doctors used to take, <laughs> do no harm. Um, I wanted to question your uh, thoughts on, is now the best time for non-essential travel into Manhattan, bastion of 8 million people? And uh, because it's not the matter that it would hurt you. 
uh, that you could recover if you got sick. It's the matter of parents or people of the older generation that you could come in contact with when you return. So the question is, uh, if we're lucky here in Western New York due to our low population and we're doing the smart things of everybody's volunteering to quarantine themselves, would you be able to quarantine yourself if you came, when you come back from Manhattan? <laughs> because the matter is that, you know, it's um, it, the, the thing I'm upset about, I am upset that the stock market is, you know, crashing itself because it, 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 the matter is either it is, very highly contagious, you know, and what could it be that, I mean, if we are not worried about thousands upon thousands annually dying of the flu, in fact, we're jaded on that one, but yet companies are willing to cancel all non-essential travel. What do they know that we don't know about this? Well, now, Jane, I have heard of companies canceling travel, um, people that were supposed to be here for meetings might not be doing that. But on your New York comment, I mean, we live in Buffalo. There are a lot of people who travel to New York for business almost daily who in the last two weeks have been to New York, conducted business with people from all over the world, and have come back to Buffalo. I have a, a buddy who goes to New York almost every weekend. Uh, so they're traveling to and from New York just as easily as I'll be doing in a week. Yeah, so... Uh, maybe you should watch and see if if they keep on saying, unless they wish for it to happen, I don't wish for it to happen, why do they keep on saying, you know, it, this is going to grow? I mean, it's almost like they're anticipating it. So I'm saying what? that have a contingency plan, and also apparently airlines and travel uh, companies are allowing people to cancel their yes. due to situation. Uh, everybody should get insurance these days when they do make a trip. But I'm just asking, you know, we want you to be able to be healthy and have a great year, but also don't bring anything back from Manhattan with you. Right. Now, Jane, I'll tell you this. If it looks like it's getting to be a bigger deal throughout not only New York, but especially, like you said, Manhattan, I mean, obviously then midweek we would have to reconsider our travel plans. Since we're driving, it can be a last-minute decision if we decide not to go. Yeah, that's very good that you're driving because the airports are not asking anyone anything. And so that, it is what it is. And uh, But uh, yes, well, we want you to be healthy and to not bring home anything with you. Well, Jane, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the call, and thanks for holding during the break. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. That is Jane in Amherst opening up a line for you at 803-0930, star 930. Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board open at 3930. Now we will go to a break because I really have to use the bathroom. Joe Beamer with you here on the Friday show. Coronavirus, we'll keep you updated, obviously, here on WBEN. Uh, this just coming into the newsroom, 116 individuals are in quarantine in Erie County as a coronavirus precaution. So it's not that they've tested positive. It's just that they may have come in contact. Also, the XFL 
I've been following it pretty closely. The XFL's Seattle Dragons concession vendor has tested positive for the coronavirus. So if you're at the Seattle Dragons game over the weekend, um, you might want to get tested if you show any signs. So we'll keep you updated on coronavirus. Obviously, it is the hot topic right now. But, you know, keep yourself clean. If someone seems sick, if a buddy of yours is looks like they may have the flu or a cold, keep your distance. Keep your distance. And if you are sick, keep your distance from everyone else. Stay home and go get tested. Uh, Quest Diagnostics, to my understanding, will have testing supplies um, in the next week, I think. I saw that over uh, last night. So if you're not feeling good, make a phone call. List list uh, your what you're experiencing and, and go from there. But obviously, stay home for your good and for everybody else's. And if you're at the gym, would you please wipe down your machine? It takes 10 seconds. Please wipe the machine down, especially if you're sweating all over it. Even if you're not. If you're working out on, on, on a, a piece of workout equipment, Take the 10 seconds and please wipe that machine down. The number of people I saw yesterday who didn't wash it before they got on, which is disgusting, and then didn't wash it when they were done. Um, come on. It's common courtesy. It takes two seconds. I mean, really. I went from 10 to 2. It takes two seconds to spray the disinfectant, wipe the machine down. So that is that. We will, like I said, we'll keep you updated on Corona. Now, something else that's kind of taken a backseat the last few days since Super Tuesday is the state of the Democrat Party. And no, I don't mean only in 2020, as we now have a clear race between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Tulsi Gabbard is still there, but I'm not sure she'll have the delegates to uh, become the nominee. Um, but it is. Two completely different thought processes when you talk Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden, yes, he leans more to the left. And you see this Democrat party pulling him more to the left. But then you have Bernie Sanders, who literally wants to change the way we live, wants to change the country we live in. He doesn't want capitalism he wants this to be a democratic, socialist nation. And he's obviously got the support. I mean, he is pretty much tied with Joe Biden. And for Joe Biden to get those delegates, he needed two other people to drop out. So you have two different ideas between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And I have one simple question for you. Because... We've asked this in the past, okay? This is something I talked about when I was in high school and a member of the Young Republicans Club. But I think, seriously, after this election, this isn't that far-fetched of a question. And I'd like to know what you think. Are, is the two-party system in the United States, the two major politically, political parties, are, is that done? After 2020, are we looking now at possibly three or four major political parties? I think we are. Because let's rewind back to 2016, okay? 
Now, Bernie Sanders was there. He posed somewhat of a threat. But we all knew at the end of the day, Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee. And yes, they brought Hillary somewhat to the left, more than she already was. But not all the way to where Bernie Sanders was. But now in 2020, I mean, it really looks like the fix is in. Joe Biden, as I mentioned, needed people to drop out in order to take the delegate lead. And you have people in the Bernie Sanders camp that are not only threatening not to vote for Joe Biden if he's the nominee, but they're threatening violence at the convention. They're threatening to burn down Milwaukee where the convention is. Like I said, go back to 2016. Okay, you still have some never-Trumpers. Yes. George Conway. Wow, big get for the never-Trumpers. Um, but you didn't have the division in the Republican Party that you are now seeing in the Democrat Party. Yes, there were a lot of people that didn't like Donald Trump. And there are still people who don't like Donald Trump who are Republicans. But it's not because of his ideas. They agree with President Trump on many of his policy decisions. Okay, they agree with a lot of the legislation he's passed. For Republicans, their disagreement is over the way he conducts himself. On the Democrat side of things, their disagreement is over policy. We're talking about two completely different ideas when running this country. Bernie Sanders literally wants to give everybody including those who don't live here, free health care. Wants to make college free for everybody. Wants to eliminate all of your debt. I mean, with those things listed, I, I don't know where this country is going to get that money. It's a good question. But Bernie Sanders literally wants to get in the White House and change the way we know day-to-day -day life. Change the way the government plays a part in our lives. Now, don't get me wrong. Joe Biden also has some very leftist ideas and has a vision of a more powerful in-your-life government. But nothing like Bernie Sanders. Now, right now, they are running for the nomination in the same party. 2024, I think the Bernie bros, that group, now I'm not saying Bernie Sanders is running in 2024, but I think that group that agrees with his thought process and agrees with what he wants to make this country, unless they can completely take over the entire Democrat party, which I don't see, I think you could see them uh, forming a more leftist party, a version of the liberal party in Canada. Canada, sorry. I see the people like AOC going to that party. So a real split of Democrats. The split we see right now in the Democrat party, but forming two parties. If Bernie Sanders does not win this nomination, and I don't think he will, I don't see that wing of the Democrat party waiting four more years 
to then try to take over that party again. I see them breaking off before 2022. And like I said, into a more liberal government control party. And the bad news for us here in New York State is that party will have a lot of support here in New York State, in California. Democrat, the Democrat Party might become a more moderate party after this happens. But does this sound crazy or do you guys agree with me? Do you see the end of the what we've known as a traditional two major politically political party system? I think in 2024, now, yes, I know today we have all those other parties. We have the Conservative Party, the Green Party, the Working Families Party. But I think in 2024, you are going to have at least three major parties in the running for the presidency. You are going to have your Republicans, which will probably be Mike Pence or someone from this administration against a Joe Biden-type Democrat. Obviously, it won't be Joe Biden, but think of a more moderate um, Democrat, maybe a Tim Kaine, and then someone like an AOC, who won't be able to run because I still don't think she'd be old enough in 2024. I might be wrong. But an AOC-type Democrat in this third new party. That's what I'm, th- I'm thinking for 2024. Now, again, my thought process is Bernie Sanders will not win the nomination, Joe Biden will not win the presidency. And this will force the Democrats to split into two separate parties. Am I crazy or am I right on the right path? 803-0930, star 930, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open at 3930. Great text coming in. And if you're on hold, we will talk to you after the news with Randy here on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It is Friday, the Friday show with Joe Beamer here on WBEN, talking about the 2020 presidential race, the primaries, and looking ahead to 2024. Now, as someone said on the text line, tomorrow isn't promised. 
2024 is a long way away. That's true. But as I said, I think this split could be as soon as 2022 with what we're seeing now in the Democrat Party. And I will draw the comparison again. Yes, during the primaries in 2016, the Republican Party seemed very divided. You had a lot of never-Trumpers. You had people staying in the presidential race just to stop Trump, then-candidate Trump, from getting the number of delegates. But they weren't this far apart on policy as we see in the Democrat Party. And now we see a lot of moderate or a lot of establishment Democrats all of a sudden, right before Super Tuesday, putting their support behind Joe Biden, making it very vocal, uh, their support of Joe Biden. I think in 2016, people thought it was a Hillary thing. Most of the Bernie bros gave them a pass. If they do this again, and the Democrat Party looks like they're trying to shut up the very left wing of the party. Now, personally, as a non-Democrat, the Democrats are smart to not go that far left. In my opinion, they've already gone pretty far to the left. But, yes, if I'm the Democrats, I also do anything I can to stop someone like Bernie who is far off the spectrum left because I don't want my party to turn into that. So I get what they're doing. But the problem is you have millennials and even younger than me who have moved so far to the left. You know, they, they had all that, that uh, leftist teaching in college from their liberal professors like Elizabeth Warren. Um, and when they graduated and moved on to the real world, they never kind of moderated out. You know, I've always been right of center, but I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends who were liberal in college, some very liberal. Uh, it's funny, once they got into the real world and saw how tough it is to make a dollar and, you know, how much of your money goes to the state, to the federal government. They started to kind of moderate out. And now some of them are right of center. Others are left of center, but not that far left. But it seems like you now have this portion of the Democrat Party who never did the kind of moderating out to the center left. They have stayed far to the left. And these are the people who are praising Cuba praising Venezuela, talking about how great socialism is, if it was done right. And that's scary stuff. That is scary stuff for a lot of us Americans. And yes, that's why the Democrat Party is hoping that Joe Biden doesn't slip up too much and can secure the nomination. Because personally, I think What's worse than lose? If I'm a Democrat, what's worse than losing to Trump for four more years? It's having Bernie Sanders as the face of your party during this election and possibly past the election. They don't want that. 
But if you look on Twitter and you see the rhetoric from those supporting Bernie Sanders and the way they're talking about Joe Biden and moderate Democrats who are supporting Joe Biden, I don't see these far left liberals going to the ballot box uh, in November in voting for Joe Biden. I see them either writing in Bernie Sanders, voting for Jill Stein again, or not even showing up. And then what I see is in 2022, they're not going to believe that this party is for them. They're going to break off. They're either going to join a third party like the Green Party. What's another liberal uh, third party? Maybe just a party called the Liberal Party. And then you have a, a big number, sad to say, of these revolutionary uh, liberals who want to change the country as we know it. I think you could have a third party that gets into the debates, challenges the Democrats and the Republican candidate, and from 2022 on, be talking about the three major parties. And it won't just be this Republican versus Democrat anymore. I just don't remember a division as big as the divide we see in the Democrat Party in 2020. Again, it was kind of shut up early in 2016 because it was all about Hillary. Hillary was never not going to win that nomination. 2020, you had a lot of questions. The New York Times had Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. They're both out of the race now if, you, if you're just joining us. So I really think if 2016 didn't do it, 2020 will show those far leftists it's not a party for them. They're going to break away. Or maybe you think I'm wrong. Maybe you're listening and you think it's the Republicans that are going to break into two parties. But like I said, the division in the Republican Party is not on policy. And I think a lot of people, even if you're out there right now, a Republican and saying you're not going to vote for Trump, if you are a true right of center thinker, if you think right of center, you're not going to go vote for Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. And in 2024, most likely the candidate you're going to vote for is the candidate who in policy and in laws passed is very similar to President Trump. A lot of the never Trumpers just don't like the way Trump tweets and the way Trump talks. I don't think it's a policy thing. And I don't see in 2024, most of them will be coming back to the Republican Party. Maybe not Kevin Hardwick. But I think a lot of Republicans who have left the party, quote, quote, or aren't going to vote for Trump, again, if you have a more, air quotes, presidential figure running on Trump's policy, you get a lot of them back. They're not going to leave the party. It's not an ideas thing. That's why, and this is my opinion, the entire never Trump thing is kind of ridiculous when you look at what you're voting for. 803-0930, star 930. I promise when we come back, I'll be quiet and get to calls here on WBEN. It is Friday. It's Joe Beamer here with you on WBEN talking about the potential split of the Democrat Party after 2020. 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I definitely don't see these two different ideas running together again in 2024. Especially if you are of the very far left socialist spectrum of the party and you see Bernie Sanders again get kind of muscled out by the moderate candidate, are you going to go to that party again in 2024? I think we could possibly see three major parties. And don't get me wrong, that's not to say that the Democrat party, if it becomes a more moderate party, that they could pick a few Republicans off. Especially Southern Democrats, who Trump did very well with and probably will again in 2020. In 2020, If there was a more moderate Democrat party, if all the far left socials, socialists go to their own party, you might see the Democrats moderate out and get some of those Southern Democrats, get some of those Midwest working Democrats who, who left the party a long time ago. Again, maybe I'm crazy, but I just don't see this traditional two major party system still being the way of politics in 2024 or maybe 2028, maybe the end toward the end of the decade. But I definitely think we're closer than we've ever been. 803-0930. Let's go to Mary. Mary, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Oh, this is a wonderful topic. Um, I think uh, you, you have hit on something because uh, this is no time to become complacent. And I think that is what's happening to some of the Republican people because the, uh, the Democrats are, you know, they're like a, a, a what do you call it, a cornered rat. I mean, not, not derogatory against the people, but you know how a, a rat will, will do anything to survive. And I think what's going to happen is they're going to, the Democrats are already seeing how, what's happening with Bernie. So they're going to keep on trying to keep their you know, party as is as a Democrat, but moderated to the point like Bernie calls himself a socialist. You know, he calls him a socialist and he flaunts his, you know, communist um, leanings. So I think what the Democrats are going to do in order to save their party is they're going to, they got Joe Biden as a willing, you know, candidate that they can play, you know, use him and, you know, shape him to be what they want and he will be, he's the, you know, well-known face and and they're going to, you know, use him as their standard bearer and say, you know, compare him to Bernie. And like, this is our only chance to save America against Donald Trump. And that's what, that's what they're going to be playing against. They're going to build up Joe and, and just, you know, make him look really good and, you know, make him the real alternative to Bernie. And I, they'll they'll even emphasize some of the things that the Republicans are saying, you know, like, you know, we we don't want a socialist, you know, country, and you know, and this is what Joe will probably be told how to, you know, because they'll I know somebody's going to write they, that's why they got him in there because he can they can work with him. Yeah, you know, Mary, that's a good point. They're going to try to moderate him out because they learned in 2016 making your candidate go more far to the left to appease the Bernie supporters doesn't work because they still don't go to the polls. Right. Well, that but the thing is the the point is like like with Hillary how how um she you know against Bernie and and uh Hillary 
people were just so disgusted. So what the Democrats are they they learn they're, they're I'm, I hate to say it, but they're very smart and shrewd. And if they want to survive, they're going to do something that's going to say, okay, we're, we won't let it happen again. You know, we're not going to lose again. So they're going to try their darndest to do what they can to make Biden look good and make him their candidate and even, you know, manipulate, get somebody like a, maybe a, a, like a, a vice president can, you know, choice for, for Biden will be somebody that's really, you know, liberal or, or like a, a Bernie-leaning type of person. So you might even ask, like, uh, what's her name? That, uh, oh, the, the the one from Massachusetts. Oh, oh Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas, yeah. You know, because she's got some of those ideas, so they'll they'll be, you know, favorable to her. You know, the Democrats will be favorable to her, even if they don't care for Biden. And they'll just say, oh, we'll pick somebody that's really, you know, that can fight Trump and all this stuff. But uh, this is the one thing I, 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 I noticed. That I don't know what they teach in schools anymore, but when I, when I watch these, um, uh, you know, rallies, like the, the, when, they show the, when they had the primaries, they talked to people in the towns, like the Democrats were talking to people in restaurants and stuff, and they were interviewing people and saying, like, who are you going to, you know, who do you want? And they said, and every, almost every one of those people that sat there, they had no choice of a candidate. They just said, just to get somebody to get Trump out of there. It's just a hate Trump you know. Well, and that's all they've been for three years, and that's why after all this time of their hating Trump and can't stand Trump, this is what they've come up with. I, These are the best candidates. Exactly. I watch CNN and, and, and during those you know rallies and stuff and uh, the primaries for the Democrats. I watch CNN and what they don't you know they they do things by omission. They don't ask people you know what. What do you know? What the issues are? That what are the what are the differences between the candidates? What are the issues they're they're really going to be striving for in order to get you know to go against President Trump? None of them say all they. The, the only answer they ever say is we got to get Trump out of there. And they, uh, that's they have no answer, and that should be emphasized. And I think in not as politically, but in schools, students should be taught to be observe and watch these you know, rallies and watch these, um, you know, campaigns and everything and see just exactly what the issues are from each person. Yep. And if it's just hate, if somebody's just running on hate, how is that helping the country? All right, Mary, good point. Thanks for the call. She's right, but a lot of teachers, and not all teachers, I want to just say that, um, but there are professors, uh, I learned this from my experience, who, let's just say, um, let aren't very quiet with their own bias and may teach their political beliefs a little too much. And we'll leave it at that. Let's go to Pete. Pete, good morning. Yeah, you know, it's such a shame now because what we're seeing too is we see that there's no proactive energy by any of the Republicans except for Jim Jordan, Freedom Caucus, boom, all right? But we have a Lindsey Graham that's going to be calling for all these investigations that never follows through. So not only does the Trump end of things have to deal with the weakness of the Republicans, there's so many Republicans that are actually, you know, are uh, the old cheaper ones. And they're, 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 they're wearing masks. And I'm going to tell you right now, if people think that Trump is just going to walk away with this, how do they think that? 
we have got a, 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 a puppet in William Barr who's actually just waiting all this out. We hear this thing where we, Hillary's going to be under indictment or not under indictment. She's going to have to raise her, her hand and, and uh, she's going to be questioned under oath. Whatever. Nothing's ever going to happen with that because they have factual proof right now of all these people's lawlessness and nothing happened. Carter Page two weeks ago on, on Sean Hannity's show said he had enough. Okay, he's had enough. Nobody talks to him. Nobody calls him. None of the feds call nobody with the information that he's got to take these people down, and he's had enough. So he's going to start talking. That was two weeks ago. He's supposed to start talking in the week. Nothing from him. The, 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 it, look, at, look at Uranium One, Mr. Smith, that was a confidential informant. He went in front of the grand jury. There, nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing. You know, uh, Comey, Brennan, all these people have committed massive massive fraud against the United States government, i.e. lies to Pete, Pete, always a good way to end the hour. Pete in Ontario, thank you so much for the call. When we come back, we're going to have a little fun at 11, talking food here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.